friends. My name is Vincent, and this is Some Civil Words. These episodes were recorded in September of last year in the wake of the George Floyd protests. But while that those may not be the current headlines, the situation and the ramifications of that summer are still vitally important to understanding American history and certainly today where we find ourselves with civil rights. So with that in mind, Craig Johnson and I are going to look at the beginning of maybe the modern civil rights era with the Civil War and explore that through poetry. Welcome back to some Civil Words. This is some bonus content, DVD extras for episode one, where we're talking the start of the war, some Southern mm-hmm. secession, and uh, just who is Sister Caroline? Our guest host, again, is Craig Johnson. We're both coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Craig, welcome back so soon. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's good to chat a little bit more about this. We have so much to say. I was watching the time and I was like, I don't, I don't know if we'll get in everything we want to talk about. So let's just do some, a, a little bonus, bonus feature. Let's do it. Uh, so you had some questions that popped into your mind. Well, I, I just actually wanted to hear from you a little bit more about your experience in South Carolina and uh, maybe a little bit on how this, the cultural terrain, if you will, the sort of, um, you know, the heritage environment, what that has felt like over the years and more recent years and how it relates maybe to both the Civil War and some of the, uh, the, the thoughts and the feelings expressed in some of the poetry here. Yeah, um, I have been to, I've been through South Carolina a few times in my life. You know, but I'll say it out loud. I'm from Florida originally, so uh, I live there for 23, my first 23 years. And I, I definitely uh, love the South as sort of my, you know, it's, it's my homeland, so to speak. Um, much as I love Minnesota, I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. But uh, I think, I think I do understand a little bit of that, that culture and that heritage that you alluded to. Again, I think Florida Florida's history is very different than South Carolina's. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but doing research into South Carolina, again, they've all, in the 1800s, they were always sort of the, fir- the first on the vanguard of secession. Um, Andrew Jackson quelled a movement in the early 1830s. Uh, and again, they were the first state to secede in 1860. I think it might have been 1860 because, again, seven states had already left by the time Lincoln was president. Um, I think it was in December that South Carolina. Oh, in December? Uh, yeah, of 1860. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, so there you go. Um, so I think, I think South Carolina has a really – has this through line, has this narrative of unfortunately race – unfortunate race relations. Right. Um, and and we see that up until a few years ago, when the whole uh, debate over the Confederate flag erupted with with Dylan Roof, and that uh, tragedy, the and, shooting at a, uh, Mother Emanuel in the Bible study there. Yeah. Yes, and I and it's and it's it's a modern example of really South Carolina. Why are you this hotbed of 
of violence, of rebellion, of why, why there? Um, and I think you mentioned to me that you recently visited Charleston and that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, in a, a, a winter getaway, I just wanted to get away from the Minnesota winter. This was in, uh, February of 2019. So fairly recently, um, and my trip took me through the Great Smoky Mountains and uh, down into South Carolina and just two days in Charleston. And then I uh, headed off on my way to Savannah and then back up through um, Alabama. Uh, so just, uh, just really a quick impression. Um, Charleston is an amazingly beautiful city just in the old town. You know, I mean, they're stating the obvious, you know, but its historic <laughs> district is glorious just in terms of uh, the architecture and the streetscape and being able to walk around right there. Um, and it's, of course, steeped in this really uh, complicated kind of history that has, on one hand, all of this beauty, this natural beauty. And of course, there's Charleston Bay and the Atlantic Ocean. And then right at the mouth right there is Fort Sumter, which I went out to as one of the things that I I saw, which was incredibly moving, you know, even I was there kind of like towards the end of the day where they take down the American flag. So they had like one of the Rangers who was there who talked a little bit about that, about the battle. And then the flag uh, was lowered right there. And you, and uh, what we in the audience, those, those of us who were listening, were supposed to then grab the flag so it doesn't touch the ground and stuff like that. And so I, I filmed that. I was just watching that from a little bit of a distance. And it was really incredibly moving to see that flag coming down on Fort Sumter and all of these Americans just holding up their arms, ready to grab the flag and then mm. carefully fold it following the instructions of the park ranger right there. Mm. So there's that side of it. There's the side of it where you're like, you know, me, I'm going through historic houses that are <laughs> beautiful early 19th century, sort of like Georgian uh, federalist kind of just like lovely, gracious kind of architecture. And knowing that next door or just like a block or two over is the old slave market. Yeah. And it's all of those juxtapositions right there that are, were kind of overwhelming and they're difficult to sort of pull apart. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I can imagine or can't imagine. Um, and did you visit the church where the, Shooting I, I actually went to church there because I was over there over Sunday. Mm. Um, so I attended the services there at Mother Emanuel um, AME uh, Church where the shooting happened in 2015. And I got there a little bit early. So there was uh, actually beforehand, there was an educational hour. There was a Bible study that was going on. And of course, it was the weekday Bible study when that shooting took place. Mm -hmm. So I was there on a Sunday morning. So I was down there in the same room where I was the only white guy with these other African American, mainly black women who were there. A couple guys and the pastor was a guy there too, where I thought like, Oh, this is, this is exactly, again, it was being in that place and the power of place right there, which was just astonishing. There was also um, a police officer who was there at the back of the room. Okay, I was I was wondering, so so it is a functioning church still. Oh, and, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. but they have security. Yeah, so the, uh, there was a police presence upstairs. Uh, I, 
like at the back of the sanctuary or maybe like in the front, like in the narthex in the entrance area. Hmm. So there was definitely that there too, but it, it, it didn't feel um, overly police, you know, militarized or anything like that. Yeah. They just had security there. Um, Sadly, the way that if you went to the St. Paul or Minneapolis, um, you know, Jewish community centers, you would see a police presence, a security presence there and a a check-in process that seems a little more than maybe you and I might be used to in in community settings. Right. Uh, For those of you listening, if you're watching, it's apparent, but Craig and I are both white males. (laughs) So... um, just, just want to put that out there. We are speaking from a, a, a certain perspective, um, which is what culturally the privilege we have been given. Um, right. But it's, it's an honor to, to speak about these things nonetheless and to, to do what we can just to, just to be present and just try to understand and connect. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful, Craig, that the... I wouldn't have the nerve to go in there. <laughs> and I know that um, your church going, man, I know it was coming from a, a genuine place of, of just. Seeing- oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I wanted to go to church and I, when I realized that that was a church that was there in Charleston, that was just blocks from the hotel that I was staying at. I thought like, well, that's where I have to be. Um, I, I'm, maybe commit, you know, this is how closely connected we all are. Um, the, the perpetrator, Dylan Roof, was a member of a Lutheran congregation. I am Lutheran. He was from the same synod or sect of Lutheranism, mm. ELCA, that I'm a part of too. Of course, I didn't know him. He lived across the country. Probably wasn't a regular churchgoer, I can't imagine. But there's that connection. So we are not separate. We are, we are part of this issue. We are part of this problem that we as Americans still need to uh, figure out. Yeah. And maybe in some small way, this show can, can do that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't, I wanted to say, I was trying to find a way to say this more in the intro, but Hey, that's what bonus features are for. Um, this this show came this idea of this show came out of the George Floyd murder. Uh, Craig and I both live in Minneapolis, uh, our city. Um, at times, there was a there was a weekend where I was like, "Is this what civil war feels like?" Um, it was <laughs> it was a rough week to say the say the least, and. Again, as a, as a white person, I was just like, what can I do? I don't know. I know history. I, I want to read documents and papers from people, from real people, not just highfalutin politicians, but, you know, because our issues, they, they, we know like, oh, they've gone back 200 years. But like, I really want to get into it and, and connect those dots and be like, uh, just, just to just shine a light on that. We've always been fighting these issues. Unfortunately, we still fight these issues, but that maybe maybe listeners today in 2020 won't feel so alone. Because um, I think it kind of it can, it can be comforting to to know that you're not you're not the only one. If you're feeling dis- despondent or depressed, that you're not alone. 
Americans have been dealing with this unfortunately forever. And what can we do to to move the the the, the fight forward? I guess. Absolutely, I totally agree with that, um, and I think it's really one of the important places for history to talk about what actually happened and to always go back to what actually happened and to see, see like, what does that mean for us today? Like one of my, my very favorite um, aphorisms about history comes from Oscar Wilde. <laughs> You're not Hello. surprised by that too, where he said, uh, <laughs> the one great duty we owe to history is to rewrite it. Mm. Which is, of course, like sort of funny paradoxical. But then as you sit with it a while, you realize, oh, that's actually a statement of truth. Because we find out new things about history. There are documents that are uncovered. There are the stories of people who have been pushed to the sidelines that need to be brought forward. And wherever we are in history, as we look back, wherever we are in the present day and look back, we need to look at our history in terms of what it's talking and talking about and how it informs how we are living right now and what has just happened, what is happening right now, and what could and should happen next. I don't think it could be put any better than that, Craig. Um, so on that note, we will end these little DVD features. Uh, thank you again. And let's record episode two, shall we? Let's do it. Some Civil Words is produced by Mischief Tales in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the ancestral, traditional, and contemporary home of many indigenous peoples, including the Wapatan Dakota tribe. The show is researched, written, and hosted by me, Vincent Hannum, with original music by Terrence Jackson. Please subscribe, rate, and review Some Civil Words wherever you get your podcasts. And please also follow us at Mischief Tales on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for original dramatic work in theater and film. Also, if you have any ideas for topics to cover, just want to say hi or correct me on anything I got wrong, you can do so by reaching out on social media or email, which is mischieftales at gmail.com. So thank you again so much for your support. And until we meet again, take it easy. You know, but I'll say it out loud. I'm from Florida. I love Minnesota. I'm going to be here for the rest of my life.